0: You're listening to EPN, the e podcast
1: network. Now, 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 from two different studios separated by over a thousand miles and direct to you via digital podcast download. This is the VoiceOver Cafe.
0: Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another exciting edition of the VoiceOver Cafe. My name is Terry Daniel, and uh, I am with Trish Basani, who is broadcasting live from the East Coast. Yes. Trish, good afternoon. Home, what happened?
2: I'm back home once again. I was in a I was in Canada for a month.
0: Wonderful. How was that experience?
2: Uh, it was very It was very nice. The people of Calgary are extremely sweet and uh, very hospitable. So I had a great time up there.
0: I've noticed when I do any kind of traveling, and I noticed this especially when I went to Ireland last year. Everybody was so cool. I mean. Nowhere in Minneapolis will somebody, will a stranger actually stop in the middle of a street somewhere and have a really good conversation with you. <laughs> and this was the case in uh, in Galway, Ireland. Uh, it was just, it was amazing. Everybody was just so generous, and so, and it's when they stopped to say hi to you, and they stopped to talk to you, you could tell that they were actually interested in what you had to say. In my opinion, there are very few places in Minnesota like that.
2: I see I'm I'm surprised that you say that because I've always found that the Midwest people are the sweetest in the whole US. No. They're like the most down to earth and and the nicest people that I ever met in in my travels my my pretty extensive travels throughout the U.S. I've been to almost every state and I've just found that the people in, you know, Iowa, Minnesota and that kind of area, I just, I don't know. I really, I really like the people there.
0: But if you have a different, maybe, maybe as a
2: native, you have a different experience, Terry.
0: I'm not really sure. Well, it's funny because people in our state will, you know, they'll crack jokes about how, you know, everybody's, everybody in New York is a jerk or everybody in L.A. is blah, blah, blah. You will never in your entire life meet a bigger bunch of jackasses than the people that live right here in Minnesota <laughs> okay now obviously I'm kidding um I honestly I mean I've never I've I've met some great friends in New York that I met when I was in New York as a total tourist and stranger and I have I've not uh you know I've I have not encountered anybody that was a jerk
2: yeah well I mean there are I, I think you' you're gonna have good people and bad people in every area Aye, that's you know, true but- But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I just think it's a different mentality being a a true Northeasterner, you know, I'm, I'm born and raised in New Jersey and yeah, I, I think it's just a certain mentality that people are different and, and we don't necessarily mean to be like, we don't need to be nice to be nice. I don't know how to explain it, but it's like, it's something that it's just, we don't hate each other. We just, and we're not, we don't really consider being unfriendly. It's just, we're not overly friendly. We don't really need to say hi to everybody that we pass on the street. It's just not necessary.
0: And for those of you local peeps, don't start emailing me. You know, I've been in Minnesota, you know, since I was two years old, so uh, lighten up a little bit. Yeah, it's just a show. Did you have a good weekend? you have a long holiday weekend? Did you do anything I, uh, fun or anything of the uh, the barbecue nature or anything like that?
2: Um, I actually worked a, a bit. Um, I caught up on some stuff that I really needed to on, uh, on Saturday, but Uh, And it also rained here, so it wasn't really that great anyway. However, Monday, yesterday, was, uh, well, for those of you that we actually pre-record this, duh. (laughs) Um, You think? uh, Yeah. So so Monday was a really great day. I went out with two of my girlfriends, and we went to, you know, I live in the part of New Jersey where we actually still have trees. (laughs) And um, so we, you know, I live in the forests of, of New Jersey, which it still exists for anybody that's never actually been here and doesn't know about this area um, huge farmland area and 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 state forests and all that so we actually went on a on a, a park trail, and we brought in a picnic lunch. Had some berries and some cheese and wine, and you know all the all the frou frou type of stuff. And the three of us girls just kind of hiked into the woods. We had a very nice picnic, and uh, and then we went to the local tiki bar for a beverage. Nice. And, um, we had some some nice time there, catching up with. Uh, with the, you know, with the bartender who we know there, um, it's pretty close to to where I live. So, uh, yeah. So it was a good time. It was a great day.
0: Well, speaking of the Tiki Bar, there's a hell of a nice Tiki Bar at the Disneyland Hotel. And we're actually going to ah. be speaking with uh, James Alberger and Penny Abshire, uh a little bit later on about Voice 2012. And all the wonderful events uh, surrounding that. We've been talking about it uh, until we're blue in the face, but uh, that is a couple of weeks out now, and uh, we're going to have them on for about uh, 15, 20 minutes or so, and they can kind of tell us how the, uh, uh, how their progress is coming along and uh, what to expect in uh, Voice 2012, so that should be fun.
2: Yeah, yeah. I'm very excited to, to uh, talk to them and hear some of the details, and of course,
0: the Tiki Bar. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, I think this would be a great time to introduce a new segment to the VoiceOver Cafe.
2: Ooh, which one is that?
0: Voice. Voice Crush of the Day.
2: So psyched about this feature, Terry. And, uh, of course, I, I think we should put a little disclaimer or a preface in by saying that anybody we talk about in this segment, we has we mean no disrespect to uh, any, you know, to the significant others of these people. And, of course, no disrespect to both Terry and I's significant others. So, um... This the segment is in pure fun. Please take it as that. Um, we just like to uh, do something different now and again. So with that, um, you want me to go first, Terry?
0: Oh, yeah. you You can go ahead and kick this one off.
2: <laughs> okay. My first voice crush is... Doug Turkell. Um, Doug is extremely talented. I just love his style. His voice is great, but his style is really what gets me. He's, a, he's of course, great at marketing, um, but the segment really is about the, the actual voice, and, um, and I just really like Doug's style. Um, I don't know why I picked him first per se, but I've always his his work has always kind of stuck out in my head as being like one of my favorite types of styles. He's got that great laid back feel to it, and um, he's just a really talented guy, and he's a really nice guy to boot. I've I've met him a couple times in person, and um, he's a lot of fun to to hang out with. So um, that's my that's my first voice crush.
0: <laughs> and, and now because you included him in your voice crush, maybe when we post a link to the Voiceover Cafe in the Facebook group pages. Doug will actually uh, show up and be supportive.
2: Uh, that, that's very possible.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I love you, Doug. <laughs> we love Doug Turkell. A great blog writer too, by the way. Yeah. Very. Yes. Very. Very good. He. Great. Uh, he is not an idiot. Doug, you <laughs> no. are not an idiot. He's a, actually. He is a very brilliant man. That. that that's actually a good one. No, I was I'm not expecting brilliant. you to say his name, but uh, I. Really? I'm impressed.
2: Why? Who, who? Oh, okay. Well, we'll have to talk about it off air. Who
0: you expecting? Oh, you to yeah, have. definitely, definitely off air. Uh, I'm gonna have to go with Bruce Jacobson. Uh, <laughs> actually, that's true to a to a point. I, I um,
2: do love Bruce, also.
0: Yeah. Um. I guess my my female voice crush. You know, I'm gonna have to pick Bob and Beam because we do. You know, we do the similar uh, amount of projects together. I love we her. Oh, I know. She just has that great audiobook e-learning type voice where I mean she could read about something she could read about one of those little wires that they put inside of a hearing aid and make it sound interesting you know it just doesn't matter she could talk you know four hours about a carburetor and it would be exhilarating
2: well, you know, I did hear her. Um, I was driving, you know, I live in the New York City area where I live, where I, I listen to New York City stations. I live in New Jersey, but we get New York stations where I live. And I heard her once and she was on like a major New York station. And she is the voice of a fla- major flower company, like an online flower delivery company. So um, it's, you know, it's it was kind of fun. Like I knew that she had booked the gig. Big. And uh, and then I was just driving along in my car and listening to the radio, and I heard her. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And I actually called her on the phone and told her, like, at that moment. I'm like, I just wanted to let you know I just heard your, your ad.
0: <laughs> well, she's a, she's uh, she's a very very sweet woman as well. We'll have to bring her on the show sometime. But uh, oh yeah, she just has that ability, you know, to to pick up a piece of copy and read it, you know, very converse Even if it's a narration, it's still very conversational, and it mm-hmm. always just sounds interesting. Like she's not even reading it; she's just a a, a pro. And I'm gonna have to. Uh, Bob and Beam will be my 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 first voice crush uh, of the year for this particular segment.
2: Very nice. I love Bobbin, too.
0: Um, so, there you have it. The voice crush. It, <laughs> it, it took a panel of about 30 people to come up with this idea. <laughs> and this one's going to be a smash hit.
2: I, I hope so. If you have a voice crush, you know, like if any of our listeners have one and want to suggest them, then, of course, you can send those in. Terry at UniversalVoiceTalent.com or Trish at VoiceOversByTrish.com. What do we got next?
0: Um, I just saw that my business cards are in. I just ordered new business cards.
2: Nice. With the brand
0: new logo. I'm doing a complete makeover of my website.
2: Oh, yeah. It's I gonna... love the logo. It's great. I saw your Facebook page with it on it. It looks oh, great. Oh, thank
0: you. Thank you. Yeah, the new, um, and this is going to surprise you, Trish, but uh, the new website's going to be dark and edgy. Oh, uh, I know. You I know, I, w- I wanted a website to match my charming personality. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought the the one I've had for for years, you know, didn't really match my darker edge. Mm. No, I'm this is like that. It'll yeah, be fun. this is going to be a little more user friendly, where things are a little more closer together, and there's not as much blah 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 everywhere. Mm-hmm. And uh, I hope uh, I hope everybody likes it, especially the clients that find it out there. I I just think it's going to be uh, I think it's going to be uh, so much cooler than the than the current site that I have, but. Um, and of yeah, course, move
2: forward, you know.
0: And of course, uh, those of you new voice talents out there, websites are such a, an integral part of what we do. It's uh, you know, you're gonna have to do a lot of hard marketing yourself by sending out demos to talent agents, production companies, audio visual departments. but it's really nice to get those leads coming in uh, via your website as well. And Trish, you have a good site
2: yeah thanks. I get a lot of leads through my website. I get several new clients a month um, mm-hmm. sometimes a few a week uh, depending on you know how the how you show up on search engines and whatnot but yeah I get I get a lot of new business through my website. It's pretty nice
0: well we've got let's it's time to introduce another new feature and then we'll move on to um, uh, Jim and Penny who'll be uh, showing up here at the cafe soon. Uh, mm-hmm. Trish, uh, do you want to explain to our Vastly huge audience, what this next new feature is.
2: Well, I was ta- uh, Tom Deere is a good friend of mine. He's a fellow voiceover talent for those of you that don't know who he is. And he has some of the craziest things happen to him. <laughs> Um, So what we decided to do was turn it into a feature. Um, We're not going to do it every episode, but basically as these things happen to him, he is going to record them and, uh, you know, kind of do a little uh, short storytelling session about it. So we have uh, we have a story from him. So um, we'll play it and uh, let us know what you think of the feature. Um, It's called Totally True Tales with Tom Deere.
1: What's up? This is Tom Deere. So, for those of you who don't know me, I write a weekly blog called The Good Karma Network, and I talk about all the goofy crap that happened to me the week before. So, I don't want to get repetitive with this, but just to start this thing off, let's talk about something that happened to me that I happened to write in my blog. So, a couple weeks ago, this aspiring voice talent emails me out of the blue and says, to paraphrase, can he have some of my e learning and e book contacts? E book contacts? I thought I did audiobooks, but anyway. So I thought, okay, this guy wants me to give him my contacts, clients, all right? So I go on LinkedIn, see if we're connected. Nope, go on Facebook to see if we're connected. Nope, I do a Google search for him. No website, he's not on Voice123, he's not on Voices.com. I find three Craigslist posts of him offering his services as a voice talent. Anyway, I wrote him back, and this is what I wrote. I just want to make sure you understand what you're asking for. You want me to give you the names of my clients when I can't vouch for you in the hopes of them giving you work that they're currently giving me? I've been doing this for a long time, and I try to be as generous with my time, knowledge, and experience as I can. Go to my Good Karma Network and edgestudio.com to see what I mean. But I've never had someone just straight up ask me for my clients. I never did that when I started out, and I know of no one who has done that either. It took me a year to land my first client, and there are no shortcuts in this business. If you want to build a clientele, have a good website, a good demo, a good coach, start cold calling, subscribe to sites like Voice123 and Voices.com, and audition as much as you can while bidding ethically. If you can't or won't do that, then this may not be the vocation for you. By the way... I wouldn't recommend soliciting my peers. Some may not respond as constructively as I have, and the voiceover industry is a very small world. By the way, one of the people I was thinking of was Terry. <laughs> I would love to see how he would respond to him. So then he started the tap dance. Tans- oh, oh, no, that's not what I meant. I meant, uh, you know, just a few contexts to get me started. And I'm thinking to myself, mm, that's clients there, cowboy. Don't be an ass clown, kids. Stay in school, eat your vegetables, and don't ask people for their client list. This is Tom Deere with Totally True Tales.
0: Oh, this is excellent. This show is getting... I might even listen to this show. Really? Yeah, I think I'm a big fan. And by the way, for those of you... um, uh, We're not going to do the mailbag segment this week, but if you have questions about uh, not only this show, but the voiceover industry as a whole, you can write us, uh, terry at universalvoicetalent.com or Trish. At voiceoversbytrish.com. And even if you don't have a question, we're always open to suggestions about the show. So if you have an idea for a cool feature or you've got a funny story, anything, you know, we're always, we're very, very open uh, to fresh ideas. I mean, this show is just, you know, fresh off the presses, really. Uh, We're into our fourth show here. So we're always looking for suggestions. Uh, Fire away. We'll be happy to take a look at them.
2: Definitely open, open to cri- uh, constructive criticism. And- well,
0: we're not. No, our <laughs> egos are too large for criticism, but we will listen to your ideas. I'm just kidding. We will listen to your ideas about the show. Feel free to rip us apart if yeah. you want to. Well, I'm going to hear from all my local peeps now for ripping Minnesota earlier. You guys <laughs> you know I love yourself. it here. I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't live anywhere else. Well, that's not true, but I don't, I don't know how long we're sticking around here. I, I can't, it's, I love Minneapolis, Absolutely mm-hmm. love it, but uh, I can't see us being here forever.
2: Well, the, the the cold eventually gets to you at some point, and I'm sure I'll wind up going down south. At, you know, and when I get a little bit older, in
0: my yeah, mind, I know it does. It does eventually kind of get to you after a while. You know, you hit your your mid to upper forties, and then uh, which really, it's, I'm in my thirties, but I mean, when I do get my right. mid to upper forties, mm-hmm. um, warmer weather does sound a lot better. That's for sure. So Trish, you are actually. Um, I wanted you to tell the viewers a little bit about uh, the Micport Pro that you're oh, using yeah, right just, now because you, you you wanted to test it out to use on this show and it's working fabulous uh, right now. So so tell some of the listeners about the uh, the little Micport Pro preamp.
2: Oh, this thing is the best. Um, and no, I am not being paid or or you know. Uh, influenced in any way to talk about it i really love this little piece of machinery it's a mic it's the mic port pro by sentrance um and i just it's actually this little preamp that you hook up to your microphone it's got an xlr on one side and a uh usb on the other and you pop it into the back of your, um, for me, I have the Sennheiser 416 microphone and um, I pop it into the back of the the 416 and then it's got a wire that it brings it as a USB into my laptop And that's how I actually record, uh, sometimes remotely. um, And that's how I'm recording the show, because it seems to sound much better than the USB mic that I was using earlier um, for the first couple episodes. So... um this is what I'm going to use a little bit more. And it's so easy. It's like, I know people that use this for the, I mean, there's a lot of pros that I actually Mm -hmm. have spoken with that actually use this as their full-time gear. Yeah. Our friend, uh,
0: our good friend, Mike Elmore, who you know from South Florida Mm -hmm. uh, uses it for his main preamp. He, uh, you know, he went through the, the same crap that I went through a couple of months ago where you're just trying to get that perfect sound and you go through about three preamps, you send a couple of them back. And then he was like, you know what, I just went back to the basics and that's all he uses.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, generally I don't get a lot of requests for, you know, a lot of compression and all that stuff. I do have some in- imaging clients that normally people that do a lot of imaging work uh, do on their end as the talent, but most all of my clients take the raw voice that yeah. I give to them, even my imaging clients, and then they do what they will with it after I send it to them. So I don't have to worry about adding anything on. So it's really enough for what I need. Um, sometimes, especially like I said, when I'm on the road, um, I use an mbox with Pro Tools um, sometimes, but once in a while, I just feel like doing the mic pour Pro. It's so much easier, and I literally the first time I plugged. I've had it for a couple of years now, and I, I plugged it in. It ran the wizard. It took about 30 seconds. Installed. Done. And it was—it just worked like a charm, and it—it's and worked ever since. So, uh, it's a—it's a great little tool. I know a lot of people in the business that use it.
0: Yeah, I don't have mine yet. I'm going to order it as I need. Uh, I want to bring. I want to bring it to uh, Voice 2012. Voice. So, in mm-hmm. case some projects come up. Or if we want to, you know, obviously we're going to do some excerpts, I think, from Voice 2012 for uh, one of our next shows.
2: Oh, yeah. I'd love to broadcast from there. Yeah, we, we definitely def- do that.
0: We definitely have to do some some clips from there. So um, I think I'm going to order up that mic port pro. It'll be very easier. That way I can bring my actual microphone. So it is, If you, those of you that travel a lot, it is really is an awesome preamp for uh, traveling. I mean, it's really, it, you can just fit it in your pocket.
2: Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. No, it literally fits in your palm. Yeah. The, in the palm of your hand. It's yeah. tiny. Um, so you have your microphone, your mic port pro, and your laptop, and you are good to go.
0: All right, with us now here at the VoiceOver Cafe, we are honored to have the uh, the ambassadors of Voice 2012. Well, really, you guys were the ambassadors since uh, who knows when the first one. When was the first Voice uh, International Convention? Either one of you guys can, can answer this, but we're here with Penny and Jim. How about a nice thunderous roar of applause for both of these people?
3: Thank
4: you, thank you. Well, thank you, Yay! thank you, thank you.
3: <laughs> well, the, the the first voice was supposed to be the only voice, and that was in 2007. <laughs> yeah.
4: so we thought we'd just do it once, you know, yeah. see if anybody came.
3: <laughs> yeah, so we, we had 135 people show up to that thing in Las Vegas, and it just, nice. I mean, when we walked down the hallway uh, to, to meet the group that first night, it was like, oh, my God, what are we walking into?
4: Yeah, it, it was, was just, you walked into this room, you could just feel the electricity crackling. There was so much excitement and just overall joy of being in the same room with all the rest of those voice actors. It was really something. I mean, it was palatable that you
0: could feel it.
4: Palpable. Palpable. Thank you. <laughs>
0: you could taste it, have too. That, would... <laughs> well, who exactly uh, Who exactly came up with the concept of it all uh, way back in the beginning? Well, Me. Penny. Penny had the idea originally.
4: It was me, and I kept asking him about it. Gosh, it was.
3: Why do we have a nasty echo?
4: We do have
0: a nasty echo. No, it's probably just a Skype echo. I'm too cheap to get an ISDN line. Uh So we'll we'll have to deal with a little bit of (laughs) (laughs) We'll have to deal with a little bit of feedback once in a while.
4: Uh, Don't worry about that. We have to do that on our calls quite often, too, when we have our free calls. But anyway, uh, it was probably in... Oh, now you're going to get the lawnmower in the background. Hold on. I was going to
2: say, I hear Oh, that's something.
0: all right. That's perfectly fine. Uh, we're not... Uh, this podcast isn't going to win any awards for audio, trust me.
4: <laughs> and then it'll be the leaf blower after that. <laughs> right. Always. Oh, boy. Anyway, so going back to probably 2000, actually, when I first started working with Jim full time, I had this idea that wouldn't it be great if we could all get together because... We were all spread out all over the country. We're all working from our homes. At that time, it was becoming really the thing to do is to just, you know, you have your own studio at home. We never got to meet each other. And me being kind of a social person anyway, I wanted that. I wanted to meet people face to face and shake their hand and give them a hug. And every time I'd bring it up to Jim, he'd say, do you know how much work that would be? (laughs) And I would say, "Uh, yeah. And that's as far as it would go. Mm -hmm. So uh, that went on for several years, and I'd keep bringing it up. I'd say, you know, Jim, plumbers have conventions. For crying out loud, voice actors ought to have a convention too. Well, it never really took off until, you know, sometimes all it takes is that one catalyst, that little spark. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was when we were contacted by, uh, well, actually, we made contact with him. But either way, we contacted Frank Frederick, who's out of Park City, Utah. And he was going to be taking a workshop along with Connie Twilliger They were thinking about going to Vegas. We thought, well, well, let's just do something together. Let's all of us do something together. Well, as we started putting the whole thing into some kind of concept, we thought, well, why not make this again? My little voice said, hello, can we have a convention? And um, they all kind of agreed with it at that point. Mm-hmm. You know, it was that other voice except mine that Jim finally listened to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so. But anyway, we put that whole thing together in five months. We had the idea in November of 2006, and in March of 2007, we did the convention, which at that point was really more of a gathering than a convention. Now they're a real convention. Then it was just, it was like our gang comedies, you know, when they all got together and said, let's do a show. I've got a barn, and I can make the costume, and my dad has some lights. It was kind of like that for us. But we were very fortunate. It was a very charmed event. It went together just smooth as silk, and um, it, there was some. I mean, we were in Vegas, and we were in this smoke-filled hotel, which was just, you know, everybody lost their voice by the end of the three days. It was crazy. But uh,
0: I was probably the, I was probably the one smoking in the corner.
4: <laughs> um, uh, oh, so that was you? Yeah, that was no, that was no, me no, at the that know, was
0: know, me now. at the wheel right. of gold machine. Still,
4: I had so many people come up to me and say. Uh, with tears in their eyes, I don't want to go home. I want to stay here with my friends. I want to stay here with mm-hmm. other voice actors that I don't have to explain myself to. Everybody knows what I do, why I do it, the, the passion that that compels me to do this. And after that, we just thought, how can we not do another one? And mm-hmm. it's that way every year. I was telling him, we were interviewed on uh, VO Buzz Weekly, and he asked me that same question. Why do you keep doing it? said when people come up to me at the end of a convention and thank me truly thank me with great sincerity for changing their lives how can i not do another one yeah, so no. it's that's kind of how it's propelled that's how it got started and how it continues mm-hmm.
0: so when you guys put together a huge event like this what yes. is explain to me what is the very first phone call you make is it to the hotel Take me through that process.
3: No, it, it's it's uh, the very first phone call we make is to uh, one other person on our staff, Kurt Bike. <laughs> who is uh, Kurt's our business development guy, He's and uh, we great. say, Kurt, okay, should we do it again?
4: <laughs> <laughs> and we have a long
3: conversation. We go out and we have some beers, and you know, it just you know, it, it's um, we want to uh, make sure that we have a viable idea, you know, and possibilities, and um, we've kind of put it in Kurt's lap to start the wheels turning as far as where the venue's going to be
4: mm-hmm.
3: uh, he sets and how up we approach some, that.
4: Yeah, he sets up some stuff for us to go out and look at the venues yeah. and we and work, have to take a tour. And,
3: and we that. work with, a, there's a, a company that we work with also that does some of the uh, the pre-planning or pre-organization as far as getting us connected with possible mm-hmm. venues that can accommodate our group. Right because yeah. it not not every hotel can handle this.
2: No. <laughs> oh sure. Well d- does it I and correct me if I'm wrong but I imagine it gets a little bit easier every time just because <laughs> oh, maybe no. maybe no. I mean no. you, you don't have a checklist by now that like well, things oh, that sure. you need to do in order. Yeah.
3: To... Well this is okay. our the, our fourth the fourth convention that we've done and by now we've we have some things that we have templates for and we've got structures and procedures of how, you know, we've been testing things over the last three conventions and and we figure out what works, what doesn't work and make adjustments accordingly. So we've got, you know, our systems are getting better. You know, when we did um, 2008, when we did 2007, the very first one,
4: We (laughs) had no template. There was nothing. I mean, it was, we were starting
3: from scratch. I used Microsoft Outlook. As our entire organization for the, the, wow. the, the event, and that's that, changed. Yeah, that that's has changed. changed. Then we used an, uh, a third party, you know, uh, convention registration company, which cost us an arm and a leg. We did that for 2008, and then we decided, you know,
4: we don't want to do that. Well, we don't
3: want to do that because I mean that they they had that was our website, and everything went through that, and it was just like, uh, yeah, it was really um, time consuming. To build the pages and so, to try and do stuff, so we, know, a
4: lot of it's trial and error. You yeah, know, we you try it. it sure. If it doesn't work, then yeah. we don't do it so again. So in
3: 2010, we brought everything in house and we we created our membership site. I spent months researching membership sites to find something that could do what I wanted to do, and uh, you know all the member sites out there are designed for internet marketers. Well, we're not an internet marketer, but I need to be able to do similar things, but I need to be able mm-hmm. to do more, and mm-hmm. I finally found a, a member site that. The, the the developers. It's like a husband and wife development team, and they are amazing. Yeah, exactly. and uh, it's it's just great. I love it. Well, but
4: Trish, you know, you were saying, does it get easier every year? I think it would if we did it at the same place every year, because I know it was easier when we did 2008 and And 2010 2010 when we were at the Hyatt there in Beverly Hills, Mm -hmm. because we knew the venue really well. They knew us. They knew what to expect. They knew what you know, the kinds of things that we're going to be dealing with. So going in for 2010 was real easy. We didn't have to worry about the hotel at all. No, they were great. I, I really will put a shout out to the Hyatt. Wonderful hotel to work with.
2: Yeah, we love well, being there too. I oh. mean, that was my first one. You know, I mean, I I wasn't in 07. I still kick myself for missing 07, but you know, I I've, I've been at the last two since and I'm going to be there in a couple of weeks again. So, I'm looking forward it, to it. It but does it, have just, yeah.
0: It does have kind yeah. of a college feel to it because of course, I'm I'm a college dropout. And uh, so <laughs> Me when too. when we went <laughs> when we went back to that hotel in L. A. It kind of felt like we were kind of yeah. you know kind of yeah. that, was our, that was our that was our college experience has a reunion kind of a feel to yeah, it. Yeah.
4: Well, the reason that we chose the Hyatt initially, and this was goes back to Kurt too, because when we worked in walked into the Hyatt in uh, in preparation for two thousand eight, um, I uh, I saw all these little cubbies. Well, you know, because you've been there. All these little places where people could go and visit, you know, oh, out yeah. by the pool and in the lobby and all, just little places, every place for people to mm-hmm. sit and talk. And when we walked, you know, and it was the Hyatt, we thought, oh, we're never going to be able to afford this. Well, we walked out of the door, and I just looked at Kurt and said, Kurt, make it happen. And he said, well, mm-hmm. I said, Make it happen. This is where we need to be. And sure enough, he did. But mm-hmm. getting back to the the change in the venue, we were there at the Hyatt for that couple of times. And loved it. I mean, there's never any no problem why we didn't go back there, except the Hyatt is in kind of an industrial business area. Mm-hmm. There's very little around it, uh, very few places to eat. There's the big mall across the street, but it was not convenient for our people who were at the, at the convention to get less expensive meals, quick meals, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we were Without looking for. Exactly. So we mm-hmm. were looking for someplace else. And we'd kind of been kicking around Disneyland for a couple of years and thought, try eh, and trying. And in fact, we went to them and thought we had it all worked out and then it fell through. And we thought, oh, where are we going to go? Where are we going to go? And finally, I just said to Kurt again, I love Kurt. I just said to mm-hmm. him again, you know, are we completely dead in the water at Disney? He said, well, no, not really. I said, go back to them again, will you, and see what we can work out, make it happen. And he did. Yeah. So this year, Not only are we staying at an absolutely gorgeous, newly renovated hotel, it is so beautiful. Oh, we're excited. And have the convention center right there, but Disneyland... Yeah. California Adventure, right there. Downtown Disney, right there. There's so much to do. It's going to be overload for a lot of people. But there will be no lack of, of inexpensive places to eat and things to do and places to go. Well, let's and, just say reasonably priced. Well, reasonably not priced. Inexpensive, sure. you're talking. Priced meaning that it won't be really super expensive, but it's not as cheap as Denny's.
0: <laughs> oh hey, well, maybe, you know, for the next uh, uh, voice convention, you guys could do it at the Super 8 right here in St. Louis Park, there Minnesota. You yeah, there's a there possibility, sure. You know, you know, we can get I've that going people, for you. It's
4: interesting you bring that up because I've had people say, well, can't you find a cheaper hotel? You know, we could just, maybe we could find a community room somewhere and have it there. <laughs> I'm like, well, community first of all, you don't understand, but... You know, when Jim and I do things, and for those people who know us, they know this, we don't do things, to coin a term, half-assed. We don't. Mm -hmm. When we're going to do it, it's going to be done right. It's going to be done with quality. And, you know, the reason for that, it's not just for us. You deserve it. You deserve to have a beautiful hotel with a really nice room and a beautiful pool. You deserve it. Yeah. I'm not. Gonna, I, you know, I take great pride in giving parties. This is a big party for me. It's like planning a, a, a wedding for 600 guests every 18 months. It's woohoo! I'll be pretty good at it after a few years. But I'm not going to invite somebody into quote my home without it being exactly the way I want it to be. Yeah, that's a good point.
2: And, and I I don't know about you, Terry, but and we, I think we've talked about this before, but, you know, like I'm not from L.A. And I love visiting L.A. and being able to have the excuse of a vacation. Yes, and to exactly. me, I kind of use it. Of course, I still work. I bring my mobile setup. But, you know, it's still kind of a getaway for me mm-hmm. to go and to enjoy the West, the West Coast and, you know, enjoy Southern California. And um, I, I don't mind spending a little extra. It's all right... You you know, you can write it all off, um, exactly. and it's, you know, I really enjoy, and it's not that expensive. If you really look at it, you know, uh, and you kind of, you know, uh, when I've broken it down, it's really not that much, no, it's you know, and, and and it's so beneficial uh, for us to go, and I always have a great time, and, and, and the weather's always fantastic. I mean, mm-hmm. I, you know, I love New Jersey, but, you know... <laughs> <laughs> we don't, you know, our, our our weather is not quite as reliable as you. That's the well, palm yeah. trees there. Well, so, y- you right. actually have weather back there. Yeah, you do. Right, have well, weather. we have the four seasons, and uh, and I do I do appreciate it most of the time. But when you go to LA and you go away, you kind of want the weather to be nice all the time, and no it, really <laughs> it's, it really
0: is. It really is. There's never actually, been a bad year at all for there. You know, you could do one of the future ones, perhaps at the Afton Alps ski resort here in Minneapolis when it's twenty below.
4: Yeah, nowhere wow. to go. And... People love that. <laughs> yeah, that's, you know, people say, well, why do you keep having it in California? Well, it's there's easier several for reasons. To plan. It's, it's easier for us. I cannot even begin to imagine what it be, would be like to plan one of these things across the country. Oh. Well, what
2: about the Vegas? Uh, I mean, the the first one it, that you had in Vegas, how did you do that? Even,
4: well, even Vegas was more difficult. Uh, we had one man who went over and chose the hotel, um, but only once. We'd never seen it until we arrived to mm-hmm. set things up mm-hmm. um, I won't ever do that again <laughs> but <laughs> no. that's the way it was then um, you know we just did as things as much long distance as we could but the way that we do our conventions real conventions now we couldn't do it easily in fact we we thought about going back to Vegas even talked to hotels there and they were not all that helpful to want to have us come I guess we wanted a big enough convention
3: the attitude in Vegas has changed so
4: we said eh, okay never mind Neverland. We don't want those voice
0: people there. I
4: guess not, because they sure were not willing to work with us, and we found that oh. rather
0: odd, but well, t- okay. Tell us a little bit about, uh, you know, we, Trish and I have, of course, plugged our own super socials uh, speaking engagement oh, at Voice yeah. 2012, so we don't need to spend a ton of time, of course, uh, bragging about our presentation, but... Uh, mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about some of the speakers that are there and why uh, participants should attend those lectures.
4: Oh my gosh, there's so many. Yeah, of just a, just
0: name a yeah. couple of them right off the cuff. Oh well, we've got. Um, well, gosh. there's
4: Terry Daniels. Yeah. And Trish. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and Dave, Dave. Dave Corvassie. Yeah. That's that'd That's, that'd first, that's going to be a real highlight. Yeah. We, well, we, we have
3: of some of the people that are going to be there. We don't just have um, coaches. I mean and that's a that's one of the myths that's out there you know people who've never been to to a voice convention uh, they just think oh it's just a bunch of amateurs getting together you know it's like they think they think of it like a comic-con or mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know one of the anime mm-hmm. fan, types of conventions, and it's not yeah, that, That's not what this is.
4: The other misconception is that when you come to this convention, it's going to be an hour and a half program on them selling you their services, yeah. which could not be further from the truth. In fact, to be a speaker, you have to agree not to do that. That's why we have the exhibit hall and we provide our speakers, our presen- presenters with a booth so they can do that. But during their session, that is to teach, that mm-hmm. is not to sell. So that's a, a biggie for a lot of people. That
3: amen, amen. Woo-hoo. Yes. Yeah, because you know we've yes. we've heard of there's so many other things out there which are you know you you pay big bucks to go to a, the seminars or whatever it is and you sit there for you know for a 90 minute sales pitch and yeah, that's no. yep. not no. not what we that's want. Now, not a, that's not it. If you not want to go
4: visit their booth in the exhibit hall and have them tell you all about their services, fantastic. That's the place for it. Because then it's your choice to go and seek them out. So. That's the way we wanted to keep it. So anyway, back but, to speakers. But we'd, we'd, we bring in, uh,
3: you know, it's when we first started the very first voice convention in 2007, it was 13 of our friends. And we were two of the 13. Mm-hmm. And we just called a bunch of our friends and said, hey, you want to go play? And they said, sure. So, you know, they were there. And it, it was amazing. Well, then we st- the word started getting out and we started connecting with other people. And our network started to grow and we started putting out feelers and we started inviting uh, you know, inviting people to basically send us, if they had something they wanted to share and to give back to the voiceover community, send us a proposal, let us hear what your ideas are, and if it fits within the format, we'll plug you in. So, uh, starting in 2008, we've been using a what we call a request for proposals process, where we have people, you know, send us their ideas for programs. And that's worked out really well. In fact, we had, for this convention, we had close to 50 proposed programs and we only have 30 slots wow. so there the, there's the a, very lot choice, really a lot of really good programs that aren't going to make it into voice 2012 because but they're there for no the
4: next time you know yeah, so, so, so we, we that excess we usually plug them in the next time
3: and and we try to rotate this the, the presenters we don't want to create something where it's the same people coming every single, every single year well i know you you know you and trish and dave
4: Oh, Mark Cashman is another and one. Mark Pat Cashman, Fraley. I mean, there,
3: there are some who are going to be standards. And one of the cool things about the program that you three are doing is it's on social media. And changes. Be, between 2010 <laughs> and now, yeah. it's
2: changed. It's a, it's a different world. Time, it's yeah. a whole
3: different world. So uh, we have no problem with a, a repeat presenter like you, you three or Pat Fraley or even Mark Cashman. Uh, MJ Lalo is coming back, but MJ's doing a different program than she's done. Right, Last
4: Beverly Bremers is coming back too, but hers is a different she's program. She's doing a
3: different program, mm-hmm. so you know, but as long as ones. it's as it's different, we don't mind bringing some people back in. But we really want to mix it up and bring in a lot of variety, and and also the the acronym Voice really stands for Voice Over International creative experience mm-hmm. so we have a lot of interest, and so we, we really want to point up the international aspect of that mm-hmm. and uh, one of the things this year we have an international panel mm-hmm. and it's uh, we got five or six people on the panel it's being organized by Andy Boynes uh, out of Istanbul Turkey and we have Mehmet Hunur from Turkey we have Pocholo Gonzalez from the Philippines um, Lofty. Lofty, Lofty Fulton from, from, from Australia, Australia. Um, oh. What is it, Simone Foygel from Uruguay? Mm-hmm. Uh, and who else is on that panel? I'm, I'm missing somebody. Please
4: forgive us. We but but I mean, it's, it's
3: truly an international panel, and mm-hmm. you know, fortunately, they all have a common language of English, so the audience will be able to understand them. <laughs> <which> <laughs> That'll be, be nice. a
4: fascinating. panel. But
3: that's going to be really interesting, mm-hmm. and uh, oh, we've got. Equipment panels. We have uh, one of our sponsors. We have two main sponsors this year. Our premier sponsor is Voices.com, which is very cool. They were with us at 2007. Uh, They've been a supporter of us for years. They weren't able to be with us at 2010, but you know Stephanie was there. Well, Stephanie was there, there. but they Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. couldn't. They didn't. They weren't able to to support us uh, in a sponsorship capacity, but they are this year. And uh, the other sponsor we have is Sennheiser microphones. Will be there. They're sponsoring the red carpet reception, which is our big networking event. Oh, on nice. Tuesday night.
2: That's my favorite. It's like one of my favorite events. Oh, it is. Like whenever oh, yeah. I well, it's so
4: much fun. That
3: that network. The red carpet reception for networking is. That was the re-
0: The direct result of that very first night at 2007. Yeah,
4: when we walked down the hall and felt the electricity. Yeah, so we love it. We it's almost
0: kind of uh, that event. It kind of reminds me of like a rehearsal party before a big wedding.
4: Yes. Huh. yes. Yeah. <laughs>
2: you know, it's got that <laughs> it kind does. of
0: elect. It's got that kind of electricity going through the yes. air.
4: One of the things that I was really excited about for this year is because we have a gentleman coming who we have been trying to get him to come to voice for several years and have just never been able to make the contact right or the time was wrong or whatever. This year, he actually contacted us. And I remember getting the email and just this big whoop and holler went out from my office. I think Jim thought I'd lost my mind. But that is Crispin Freeman. Yeah. Now, if, if you I don't, I love who,
2: him. I know yeah, who he yeah. is.
4: Yeah. For those who may not know who he is, uh, in anime he is a god. Okay, yeah. and I don't even uh, do anime, and I know no, who he is. But he's but he's, <laughs> he's fabulous. Yeah. And, and he said, "Please, I'd love to become uh, come and be part of your program." And we're just, you know, on on cloud nine because he's going to be with us. So that's going to be wonderful because that's one of the things that's never been covered at one of our voice conventions is anime. Mm-hmm. So he will speak directly to that. We also have an audiobook panel with, I mean, wow. Oh, we have, four, names we have on,
3: 14 of wow. the top audiobook mm-hmm. narrators, agents, producers, engineers. It, right. this, this, Vanessa Hart is is She's moderating the really
4: panel. really put a, together a nice It's panel. going to
3: be a crowded stage, and it will be an amazing program.
4: We've got programs on demo production. Um, Audio that's, processing. That's a panel. Um, What other panels?
3: Well, audio processing is another technical Mm. panel. See, there are three tiers of the convention. We have the the tier of uh, it's
4: education,
0: education,
3: technology, and community. Mm -hmm. Well we cover the community part with our our networking reception at the beginning. All the time between the programs and in the evenings is all available for networking. And we have the exhibit hall, which is also a good networking opportunities in there. and, of course, the banquet on Saturday night. But then we have the technology part of it, which we have the exhibit hall. We have Tech Talk Terrace. We've got Tech Talk Terrace. We have a special event stage in the exhibit hall this year. It's going to be so cool. It's going to be really cool. <laughs> and, and, and we have some of, the, some of the programs are focused on the technology of voiceover. You're uh, talking about microphones. Mm-hmm. Dan Leonard and George Whittem. Two of the gurus in the technology side of voiceover are doing a program on audio processing. That will be a, an amazing program. Um, and there's there's other things that will co- uh, come up from time to time it, from the technology side. And the, the premier or the primary focus of the convention is on education. So lots of programs on performance. Um, we've got uh, John Florian and Elizabeth Holmes talking about... Uh, how to simplify your processes to make your business more efficient? Mm-hmm. That will be good. Uh, Joe we'd, Thomas. We'd, uh, Joe Thomas on uh, basically he's going to. Joe Thomas is a kick and a half.
2: Um, I love him yeah. too. He's awesome. yeah. so have oh, you he's seen any talented. of his promos
4: that he's done for Voice? Oh, they're hilarious! Oh yeah,
2: yeah. Oh. I've been keeping up with his Diablo stuff too. You yeah, know? like he's oh, the he's, he's so the good. voice of the Skeleton King in uh, in the new Diablo uh, uh, game, which is huge. It's sold like several million copies already, and I'm so proud to say like he's my friend. <laughs> oh, he is
0: he is a gift. Well, one of the things I really. Uh, one of the things that I love and respect about the event is there is so not only is there so much to learn but you can like back into a group of people in the bar or at the red carpet uh, reception and learn more than you learned in the past year in voiceover. Yep. Yep. Just by eavesdropping. Yes.
4: Just by being there.
0: Just the mere osmosis of being there you
4: soak (laughs) it up. It's it's amazing. It's amazing. That's what I've been talking with. We've got the, the Voice 2012 group on Facebook and there's so much excitement on that page that it just about jumps off the computer at me when I get on there. People are counting down. One guy yesterday said, I'm so excited to come and learn that I think I may die before I can actually get on the plane. I'll just die of
0: excitement. That, that is a student of mine, by the way. Oh, that's uh, uh, Chris. That's Chris, yeah, Chris yeah, Tome. Yeah, Chris yeah. he uh, take it easy. I don't think he ever sleeps. Yeah. Yeah. He's marvelous. I can't wait to meet Chris. He's so great. Oh well, there's so many yeah. terrific just with the VO community and all of us getting together and all the Facebook group pages and just meeting mm-hmm. each other online. It always uh, it always feels like such a such a huge yes. event. You know, when you start meeting people that you that you've had chats with online about the industry for you know the last 16 months, uh-huh. and you meet them in person, share a drink with them. It's just it's such a yeah. wonderful feeling.
4: Oh, it is. Yeah. Um, it is, and I, you know, there and you know, you were talking about the Tiki Bar. Oh, there yes. at, at Disneyland. I've heard of it you've heard <laughs> it. We've been talking about it for the last 6 weeks. Uh, it's a wonderful little place. It is just the the coolest little bar. And when we walked in there, I thought, "Oh my god, I can just see all of our people sitting in here."
0: Well, it oh, it looks it, cozy it, and well, intimate.
2: It oh yeah, is. when the vision is is, is there, <laughs> it's it's going to happen. Oh
0: yeah. Well, we know you guys have things to do, so um Tell us where Tell us where our listeners can go to, uh, to see all the events. And is there still time to register?
3: So the place to go to register is our website, which is voiceconvention.com. And, of course, everything about the convention is on the website. It's, there's a lot there to, yes. to see. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, don't be intimidated. But you know, we do encourage people to go through the menu at the left. Just kind of click through that, spend some time on the site, and browse through it. Because we've got the history of the convention there. We've got all the schedule of all the presenters. All the
4: pictures from 2010.
3: There's a whole gallery on there of 2010. And we've, you can
4: go in there, click on them, and save them. Yeah. They're free.
3: You can download the pictures. And we've got the, uh, the presenters. There's also a page there for those who are attending the convention. There's a page called Downloads. And you go to that page, and there's a form at the bottom of the page. You fill in your email address and your password, and basically you log into your account, and that takes you over to uh, a new page. It looks exactly like the presenter's information page that's on the uh, main accessible site. But the downloads page has all the handouts. It has articles that some of the presenters have contributed. Uh, it will also, after the convention, it will have the recordings on that page, so it'll be an easy place to download whatever you need for Voice
0: 2012. Awesome. Well, How hey, you? I, hey, you guys, we really appreciate you coming on the Voiceover Cafe. Can I talk uh, about one
3: last thing before we let, before we go?
0: Uh, no, no. Okay. No, just kidding. Go for it. Okay. I, well, cause I, we haven't really talked about the
3: banquet. Which is the big finish for the yes. convention, and it's the banquet's a really important part of the convention. It's not just a dinner. You know, some people think that, ah, oh, why should I pay ninety-five dollars for a dinner? It's not that. It, there's it, this is the last opportunity for the convention to, to really network, to see the people uh, that you've been working with and you've been talking to for the last four days. But we also honor some people at the convention because voiceover, our community of voiceover talent is very, very special in the performing world. It's unlike any other kind of performance craft. And I've been associated with lots of men. voiceover is the most giving, supportive, helpful, encouraging type of, of, of group of people. It's just astounding. So we, each year we give out an award. We started this in 2008 and it's called the, the Voice Community Award. And it's determined solely by Penny and myself. We choose who gets it. Nobody else has any other input. And uh, what we do is we we honor somebody who, who we feel has contributed uh, a tremendous amount to the voiceover community unselfishly. Um, the first recipient was Zurich, who, yeah, voiceover who launched VoiceOver Universe. Yes. Oh, it's amazing. And I mean, it's just gone nuts. Uh, the second year at 2010, the award went to John Florian mm-hmm. of, for Voiceover Extra, which is, has become the primary news and information resource. And John's just incredibly supportive, and you know it's a lot of give back. And new sponsor of the Voiceover Cafe. Mm-hmm. Excellent, oh, outstanding. Congratulations. And so this year we have uh, we've all we've selected the recipient, mm-hmm. and uh, we won't be announcing that until the convention because we like to keep it under wraps.
4: Nobody knows but us. Yep.
3: So that'll be that'll be a, a big surprise for a lot of folks who are, who are going to be there, uh, and we also have on the banquet program we bring in a special somebody very special, uh, either one person or a couple of people or a company, but it's 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 something that is very closely tied and related to the voiceover world, and uh, it, it's well for example the, uh, at Voice 2008, well, well let's just go back to 2007. At the very first voice convention, our special guest was Don LaFontaine.
4: Yeah, we kind of started at the top. Yeah, so I mean, how can you get better
3: than that? It's hard.
4: He was so great. But
3: it was just such a wonderful program with Don at 2007. And then at 2008, we we brought in Dick Orkin and Christine Coyle of the world-famous Radio Ranch, uh, which this is a couple of names that a lot of voiceover talent don't know who these people are. But these guys are they're actually amazing. huge in commercial production, mm-hmm. uh, and they're all over the country. And, you know, we, you can, you'll recognize their voices, and you recognize the work, but you may not know who they are. So, so we
4: like to highlight those. And then in, uh, 2010,
3: in 2010, last year, I, oh, last year was like a bonus year.
4: Last year, it was so funny because somebody asked me, actually it was Bob Bergen, said, well, if you could have anybody there, who would you want? And I said, pinky in the brain. I said, I want Maurice LaMarche and Rob Paulson. And he said, you want me to talk to him? They're my best friends. (laughs) Yes. So we were, oh, and that was so much fun having them there. They were just the most gracious and and kind people. I just loved them. And
3: as a special bonus, uh, we also had Uh, Bob Bob Bergen and June Foray on stage. That was amazing. Which was was just awesome. So at 2012, we are going back to the 70s. With Voice 2012, and we are bringing in as our special guests, and we'll sit have a sit down interview them. The interview is not long, and we sit down and talk for 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. But the 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 two we're bringing up two guys at Voice 2012, Joe Ruby and Ken Spears. Now again, these are names you may not recognize the name because these guys aren't voice talent.
4: But you'll recognize their. Voice.
3: They are producers and creatives. These are the creators of little. Uh, of, of literally hundreds of hundreds of animation cartoons that have been syndicated worldwide since the seventies the but I mean, these are the guys who were the the creators of this little doggy guy called scooby doo mm-hmm. they were the creators of the Alvin, <laughs> Alvin and Andy the chipmunks, chipmunks show oh, wow. they the barbarian yep um, i mean there's so Mr. many T. so many shows that right. that they 've done uh, Mr. T was one of mm-hmm. them uh. Uh, oh gosh! A uh, tons. Josie and the Pussycats, I think, was one of their shows too, and I just it just goes on and on and on and on. Mm-hmm. But the, Joe Ruby and Ken Spears are going to be our guests at the banquet on Saturday night. We're really
4: tickled to have them there. They're really really fun guys. You can imagine anybody who makes cartoons for a living got to be a fun guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're looking forward to that. So that's our big banquet. So we encourage everybody to come to that that can. Uh, a lot of people have to get home early, but, you know, if you can stay, that's yeah. going to be fantastic. Well, yeah,
0: I was just going to say, you guys are really pissing me off here because, you know, <laughs> I got to get back for a family event. And now I'm going to have to, I think I'm going to have to juggle some things and stick around another night. Oh, if you could,
4: you, you would never regret it. But, you know, it's like I told you in your email, family comes first, kid. Family
0: comes yeah. first. Well, we're looking always. forward to being a part of the event. We're looking forward to seeing you guys there, as we always do, and maybe we'll get a couple of uh, audio bits from you when uh, we're I there uh, for we'd for our it. next broadcast, as we did uh, uh, a few years ago at 2008. Yeah, that was cool. Definitely,
2: that
4: was we'd cool. love it if you do that.
0: That, that was would be great. To... Years
2: ago already, Terry. That was oh, 2008.
0: I know. I know. Remember oh. when I remember when I was in my 30s? <laughs> it <was> just seems <laughs> like just like. Yeah, a couple I days ago.
4: of my 30s, <laughs> <laughs> getting more distance, distant every year.
0: Well, you guys get back to work, and we appreciate you coming on the Voiceover Cafe. And hey, Voice we'll faces. see you in a couple of weeks. No. Looking forward to it. It's sure been fun. Okay, All right, take, take,
2: take, take, take easy, care, take it easy, guys. Bye guys. bye. Bye.
0: Talk about an entertaining couple of folks.
2: Oh yeah, definitely. It was that was a that was a great interview.
0: They, uh, yeah, they really do a great job. And I don't, some people, you know, uh, have no idea how much work really goes into putting a a huge convention of this on. I mean, I've heard some people kind of bicker a little bit about the fees and blah, blah, blah. Well, I tell you what, it it takes a lot of money uh, up front to set up a lot of this stuff, too. So, Mm -hmm. uh, and they just do an excellent job of coordinating. I mean, the whole thing gives me a migraine just thinking about it.
2: I know about and, and all the yeah.
0: organization and all of the stuff that's involved with putting on a show like that. it's 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 pretty impressive.
2: Yeah, it's very, I can't even imagine how many details need to go into planning something like that. They certainly, you know what, they make money on it. They should make money on it. They spend a lot of time, a lot of effort and, and it's a really great event. Anybody saying that, you know, that the, the tuition is, is, is high. It's really not. I mean, how many, how many coaches, how many people, how, you know, how much experience can you possibly get in one full weekend with many different coaches? and many different people, you know, in the biz that are already in the business. I think it's a great deal. Well, it is a great deal.
0: And it's funny, people never bark at prices when they go back to college or they're taking classes at a community college of any sort. Mm -hmm. I mean, this stuff's thousands and thousands of dollars. You know, It's, 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 it's funny because some people just bark at the fact that voiceover training, you know, getting coaching and getting demos produced actually costs a little bit of money. Uh, yeah. It's pretty darn reasonable across the board, no matter who you go with in this country compared to like a college tuition. I mean, seriously. Yeah.
2: No, it's true. That's true. And you got to spend it to make it. You know, it won't happen overnight. But if you spend the time on, you know, working at your craft and getting better and actually building the business side of things, it will it does pay off.
0: And, and stop trying to sell your ticket on the voice 2012 Facebook page. <laughs> My God, it's not Craigslist. I know <laughs> it's like can we just keep some fun threads going that's why I, I keep adding stuff about the Tiki bar and about our presentation. I'm trying to get the uh, you know the fun vibe back instead of you know. <laughs> it's instead like of, come on man hey, does anybody want my ticket? <laughs> oh I know it's 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 a little irritating but uh, what do you do? that's what you get when you uh, when you put together Facebook groups you just never know what you're gonna get That's true. Um, all right, it's well, I think the next time, I don't know when we're going to do another show. I think we're going to try to uh, fire off a couple of uh, uh, interviews and such when we're actually at the event. Trish, I don't know if we're going to have time to do another full-blown show uh, before Voice 2012.
2: Yeah, that'll be a little difficult, but it's going to we'll, be, we'll do it's, our best.
0: It's going to get tight. We're still putting together our presentation. Uh, the, the super socials are uh, are washing their capes. and getting ready to uh, put on what hopefully will be uh, a very educational and yet entertaining presentation at uh, at voice 2012. And uh, it's just going to be a it's going to be a great time. So Uh, I want to make mention of our new sponsor, Trish, VoiceOverExtra.com. Our good friend John Florian is on board with the show now. And uh, for everything voiceover news, articles, anything uh, industry-related, just go to VoiceOverExtra.com. sure you're going to learn a hell of a lot on this show, but uh, his website is absolutely fantastic.
2: Oh yeah, he's been around for a while now. In fact, I think he was just starting up when we started the old show several what five years ago yeah. or so, and uh, and and he's grown so much just with the with the with the site and with it's just become a huge resource within the community. Um, so get on the email list. I, I get their daily emails, and there's always a great article to read um, on on random topics about the voiceover industry. So vo or voice. Uh, VoiceOver X-T-R-A. There's no E, although if you type the E, I think it'll still go there. It'll still
0: go there. Yep, he's got all all the mistakes protected. Anything close to that will usually go to the site. So, yep. So that's VoiceOverExtra.com. Trish, I think we're out of here. The next time I see you, it might be at the Tiki Bar at the Disneyland Hotel. I hope so. In fact, I didn't want to mention this earlier. I'm already there. That's where I am now
2: uh <laughs> sounds pretty good
0: <laughs> no it's gonna be it's going to be a great time so we'll uh we'll be sure to do some recording uh, for this show uh, from the event as well Trish thank you very much as always
2: thank you